romantic truth where you think Don't forget that you can stream and listen to both the Romantic Truth podcast and Jossan's music on Apple, Amazon, Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and on other platforms. Gracias por escuchar La Verdad Romántica en Las Vegas con House and su anfitrión. Advisory. The content of this show is designed for listeners ages 18 and older due to the adult nature of topics and conversation. Welcome listeners to the Romantic Truth podcast from Las Vegas. I'm M. Hollister-Graves from the United Kingdom, and please allow me to introduce your host, Jowson. Hi everyone, Jowson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, baby, yeah, hope everybody's doing well. All right, we're going to start on a series that I've come up with. In regards to interracial dating, several of you have written in about this particular topic from some of the past emails I've seen, and so we are going to definitely address it. Now, a few things here. What we're going to do first in this particular episode, we're going to talk about the agendas. And then we'll get into talking about in the next episodes about existing in an interracial relationship. And we'll talk about how to make it prosperous, make it work. And it's kind of going to carry you down a journey so you'll know what to look for and what not to deal with. Now, few things that has happened throughout our history. You have slavery, of course, in America. And globally, you do have racial segregation based on preferences, let's face it. And so with this, what happens sometimes in certain societies, there are stratas. So take for instance, in many societies, Caucasians are pretty much at the top. And then you have minorities that stratify themselves down within some circles, African-Americans being at the bottom or blacks, Africans being at the bottom. Now, this is not scientific. This is more based on the way our societies are structured in the West, especially and in most parts of the world. Now, is it valid? Not really, because if we all ignored it, it wouldn't exist. But we adhere to it, so it does. So now, let's look at some of the um, motivations, the agendas, and the root causes for people to get into interracial relationships. Now, we would hope that love would be the premise. Believe it or not, for many, it's not. There are other things that may go on that will assist this person in coping with life. And these are the things that we are going to look at. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be white to be in a majority. So like, for instance, if you're, we'll say, Cuban and you live in China, of course, Chinese would be the majority. So what we're going to say basically are majorities and minorities here in general, because it varies throughout the world. Now, some people may find it interesting to be with someone who's opposite of them maybe politically, physically, characteristically, philosophically. This is an attraction for some people. And some people base it on race. Some people base it on nationality, ethnicity, you name it. Because when it comes to our preferences, they can be kind of quirky. We'll get into that later on. 
Now, curiosity is one of the leading factors for interracial dating and relationships. Now, what this means primarily is that these relationships are usually superficial coming out with curiosity. They want to see what it's like to be with someone else of another group. And sometimes this actually culminates into bragging rights. Oh, I've been with this kind of person, that kind of person. They go down the list to prove a point such as them proving to society for some reason or someone else that they're not racist or that, you know, they're open to other perspectives. Now, there's nothing wrong with this in particular as far as having an open perspective of others. But what happens sometimes with this curiosity is kind of fetishized or look more as a fantasy. I wonder what it would be like to that kind of thing. You know, an example of this when I was in the military and I had rotated overseas and got back some of the guys that we just got back in our unit that were fresh out of boot camp oh you were in Korea and the Philippines and Hong Kong what are those women like as if their vagina was supposed to be a certain way or as if they are supposed to just be a different woman altogether and unfortunately, some of the guys were lied to and told that the women had vaginas that open horizontally instead of vertically. Ignorance. And these people believed it. But they didn't know. They had never gone overseas. Most of them had never interacted with anyone outside of their own culture. Now, the other thing. Curiosity may also lead to people playing with people of other races based on the fact that they like the attention. They like the reverence that they get from that other person. And they trample on this. Now, don't be surprised if these very individuals that get involved in these type of relationships, especially in the majority group, will start to look down on that minority person or group that they're dealing with because of the fact that this is their moment to shine in the sun. Now, within their own majority group, they may not be treated as um, respectfully or looked upon with this desire. But in another group, they may, may be the cat's meow. I'll never forget, I had a friend of mine years ago, he was Caucasian, and he said, you know, I get turned down by all these beautiful blondes down here in Orange County, I think what I'm going to start doing is dating Mexican women. And I said, so that's going to be the determinant for you to just pick out a race of women to date and ignore some of the things that are going to actually make the relationship work. But what he was doing, his feelings were looking for a home because his feelings were hurt because he couldn't find anyone in his group at the time that liked him. But I said, now, if you were doing it just to find a woman in general that would be a good woman for you, and she happens to be Mexican, that's different. But he said, well, you know, um, I'm just done with my group. Well, he pursued it and he rambled through so many women. It wasn't funny because his heart wasn't in the core foundation. It was in the aesthetics. Now, rebellion is another one. This is one that the minority group will have to watch the most. Now, there are some minorities that rebel against family tradition just to prove a point, just to be heard, just to make a point. You may see Caucasian women deliberately going out to date a black man in order to counter the teachings and philosophy of parents and family that might have been 
racially intolerant to prove a point and it's geared more to hurt the family than it is for her to have a relationship with a person of a different race so that's the agenda there and minorities do the same thing you will hear women sometimes say african-american women i've seen their ads I'm done with black men. Some of the women have left messages on the show in regards to that. I'm only dating white men. Sign of rebellion. The other thing, protest. Now, what's the difference between protest and rebellion? The difference is with the protest, most times they're trying to prove a point not necessarily to family, friends, or anyone else, but to themselves. In essence, they're trying to be balanced, but they're doing it in a way that's not really fair. These are the very people, you see a lot of them in California, many, believe it or not, liberals, that will be in your corner as a minority to a certain point. And these are the very people that will come back later and tell you all the things they've done for your people and you. And it's an awkward situation that you'll face. Some of them have written this show. And through it all, many times they feel as though they've done you a favor taking on your cause, whatever it is. Now, not for one minute should you think that this is sincere. This is more of an agenda that has more to do with them than you. Many of the things that I've mentioned here have more to do with the people that have these convictions than you, whether you're the majority or minority in a situation of this nature. These are reasons that you really need to consider before you get into a relationship as to whether or not your relationship is predicated on some of these agendas, because these are not really healthy. They're superficial for the most part. Now, some people look for unconditional love. In this case, they don't care who it comes from, what race they are, even gender, they don't care. They just want that fulfillment. Believe it or not, this is one of the most healthiest agendas. As long as they're just not looking for someone with a different paint job than they have for that purpose. We'll get into that a little bit later. Now, another thing that I should make note of, just going back to rebellion for a minute. Some people will go so far as to try to make sure that they destroy the family tradition by not only being with friends of someone that may be of a different group, but to also get with someone of a different group with the same gender, specifically to hurt family, friends, and to ruin reputations, the family's reputation. So the other Thing that I want to let you know is in all of these cases there's a sense of usury and exploitation that's taking place. Now validation. Believe it or not this can go both ways but you see more minorities that want to be validated by people in the majority. And of course within the minority groups they call them sellouts Maliche, you name the name, they call them that. Now, these people are specifically looking for approval from the majority group in the hopes of some point being recognized as part of that group. And these people will try to go the conventional way in order to identify with them. So it could always be those people when they refer to people in their own group or other groups that are not in the majority group 
that this minority is clinging on to. In other words, they want to peer down on the rest of the groups as if they're less than. But the validation is the most important part for them in order to feel as though they can go and do this. And the sad thing is some people will take any sort of validation. Some will just say, oh yeah, you're good inward, or you're good this, or you're good that. I love my so-and-sos. They will ignore many of the offensive things. They might bring it up every once in a while and get it shot down. And that person goes silent. Because the validation for that individual is far more important than their own dignity. Again, you might be dealing with low self-esteem. The next thing, status and power. See, some people in minority groups, when they get to a point with that perceived empowered person, that empowered person that they're trying to cling on to may not be the most powerful person in that majority group overall. But incrementally, they'll take that person over any other powerful minority group, person in that minority group. So this means that these individuals want to align themselves through that validation to be able to assume the reins of power and authority as the majority group. Now, the problem with this is that in their own world, they may think that they are equal to the person who's got the pull, who's got the power. And in actuality, they don't. Let me give you an example. I went in to get a job application one time and I had a German girlfriend. Now, when I went in there, the lady at the desk said, oh, we're not hiring right now. And she gave me a card, you know, one of those contact cards to call HR when, you know, it's available. So I come back to the car. And my girlfriend looked at me and she said, what happened? I said, she gave me this card. She says, let me go in there. She goes in. She comes back, not only with the employment packet, brochure, everything associated with that job. And she said, here you go, hon. What pissed the woman off that was behind the desk was, I got the interview. And she was shocked. Her own personal preferences against black men was thwarted. I didn't take the job. Didn't pay enough after I found out. And folks, let me tell you something. Find out what a job pays before you waste your time on an interview. Seriously. It's the biggest waste of time ever sometimes. Now, here's the thing. She had to use her majority power in order for my minority ass to even get the application. But here's the thing that you also have to realize. That woman at that desk had no power at all, had no influence. The only thing she was in charge of was being a receptionist. The people who had the power were the people who cut her checks. But see, some people, when you start talking about privileges, they take their own personal preferences and prejudices and they try to implement those as privileges. And those privileges may go from one community to the, to the next, but it doesn't mean that those privileges are universal. Case in point, you look at what's happening with Donald Trump. Who's he asking money from? Not millionaires and billionaires. The average working class guy that believes in him because he's downtrodden and feels as though he's the best thing since sliced bread. But would Donald Trump invite them over to his home? Would he Bring them to his golf course? Nope. Unless they're coming there for a rally. He doesn't want to associate with those people. It's the same way 
landowners centuries ago in 1660 came up with the term white people meaning affluent white people that had money and resources if you came from Europe and someone had to pay your way and you had to go into indentured servitude for seven years they did not want to be associated with you even during slavery the slave owners they would rather bring slaves in and then come to the working class white males and females and say well after all you know they're not really considered people and by the way you know they're going to have a lot of hard labor so don't worry about it but in essence what he was saying was I'm not going to pay your ass prevailing wage to do that work where you could have a decent living in the South. Instead, I'm going to bring some people that I bought to come over here. Now, you can lord over them and be whatever you want over them, but for us wealthier white men and women, uh, you don't hang in our circles. You will never marry our family members. You will never be in our family. You will be out there and by the way, the jobs that we will have for you are going to be very limited because we don't need that many overseers compared to slaves, which would have cost us more money to have you out in the fields picking the cotton. So we're going to give you the social status and we'll give you some laws that will protect you so that you'll feel superior to them, but you'll never measure up to us. That's basically what the whole American setup was. It was not inclusive, it was exclusive. To this very day, we have problems with blacks and whites. Social, political problems. While the upper echelon, wealthier, they don't deal with that. They can care less. Let's go on here. Aesthetics. This is the most common thing that happens with interracial relationships. Most common of all. Some of you ladies have been called exotics. Some of you minority women. Just like an automobile. Now, here's the thing that I want you to understand. You have people that are adorophiles. They like certain skin colors and textures. So what it comes down to, if you were a person of a different race or of their same race, they wouldn't want to have nothing to do with you. Remember when I talked about opposites at the beginning? That's the attraction. Put a little stereotype in there. And boy, you got something cooking, right? This is where you see a lot of these exploratory relationships out of curiosity. You know the stereotype? Like men have big dicks, that kind of shit. Because what it does it creates a sense of wonder because parents tell them you shouldn't be messing around with those folks. Those folks are bad. It doesn't necessarily have to be black. There could be other minorities who say the same thing. And there's some black folks that will say the same thing about whites and others. And of course, what happens? The taboo curiosity prevails. Tell me not to do it, I'm going to do it. Now, as we know, there's been a burden in our society for the most part. White woman winds up with a black man, winds up getting pregnant by him. Some of them considered her black, B-L-A-C-K-E-D. Meaning that certain white men will not touch them 
because he'd been with a black man. You know, it's funny how a lot of women of different races may be with someone interracially before they get married. And they want to bury the shovel afterwards. They would never want their man to know that they were with someone like that. And there's a degree of usury that sometimes takes place too that we don't talk about. Some women may find the guy overseas who's in the majority and marry him and specifically ignore any other minority because the way they see it, that majority guy makes more money and it's supposed to be rich by comparison to a minority. So she gets with him and then she winds up having sex with the minority after she's married. Seen that happen over and over in the military. I remember when I was in the Philippines, women would tell me straight up, no, I don't date black guys. And it's funny because you will see them with a black guy later on. But when it comes down to the relationship, blonde hair and blue eyes are in. Seen that done a lot of times. They get here to the States. And not just Philippines, other countries do. And then they'll go for what they want. Now, some genuinely love the guy, so I'm not making a generalization overall. But I am saying I have seen it where these women will use these men to get here to the States. They can be with whomever they want. There's one lady in particular I know of personally. As soon as she got to the States, stayed with her husband 10 years, divorced him, and married a Filipino guy. Because she said she could better relate to him. So this is what I'm talking about when it comes down to interracial dating agendas and relationship agendas. There's a lot more behind it than love in some cases. Not all. Why do you think the numbers are so low when it comes down to marriage? There are more people that engage in interracial dating and relationships than that actually wind up marrying. And there's a reason for that. Partially, marriage is not a popular thing now, but also because these people usually wind up going back to the same people that they that are in their group. So you'll see the woman or ladies, you'll see the guy that has been with women of other races, but will never bring it up because that would be a blemish as they would see it on their record. There are some black women, some have written in, they will not date a black man that is dated outside of his race. And there are some white men that won't do the same. They find a white woman that's dated out of her race, She's out. That's the reason why they keep those relationships under lock and key and will never reveal it. Because they know what the consequences would be. Now, the other one. Stereotypes. There are some people that are open about stereotypes. They will specifically go into an environment to find the stereotype that they're looking for. Majority people do it with minorities and minorities do it with majorities. And many times when this happens, they're only concerned about the caricature of a person. And it's usually for entertainment purposes only. So like, you know, the fat and sassy gals, that kind of thing. And it doesn't have to be just based on race. It could be based on size. It could be based on gender. It could be based on height. Because see, when it comes down to personal preferences, we can mix it up like a damn Sunday. We can put anything we want into it. You want banana whipped cream. You want a cherry on top. You can do anything you want with it. When it comes to interracial relationships. Because it's so vast and so diverse. Now... The superiority complex. You will find this in some cases 
with majorities. Sometimes you find it with minorities, but usually you find it with majorities. Where they may even qualify by saying, well, you know, God put us in charge, my people in charge, and therefore everyone else is inferior and need to get behind me. And they honestly believe that they're better than others. Now, there are minorities that think the same way now. Don't get it twisted. And so if they don't measure up to their standards, whatever they may be, they're inferior. And some people will go out and seek minorities or people they perceive as minorities or even people in the majority that they see that are weaker members just so that they could have that superiority complex. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Now, we know how black men are not really um, viewed upon positively overall in our society. It's more of an individual effort. You have successful people here and there. Oh, they, you know, definitely praise them. But overall, the, the larger group, you know, there's an issue, right? Well, here's the thing. With that said, there are some people in the majority that actually try to lift these people up to a level of superiority. They had this thing called the Black Cop Church years ago. I want you to think about it for a moment. You have to be praised for your dick. Not for your intellect, not for who you are. Praise is an object. And to hear some of these people, see some of their posts back then, about some of the things they would put on there, undo praise. Person was born with a big dick, okay, so what? Person happened to be black, so what? I mean, is that really special where you gotta go and praise them for it? But these are things that folks will have to understand this is what some of the people who breathe the same air we breathe think and believe carry on shall we inferiority complex there's some people that literally think that they should remain inferior and some of it of course, use the color of race with it. They will listen to a white person or they'll listen to another person of another race, but they won't listen to anybody else that's black or anybody else if they're another race of their own race. They will discount them because as they see it, the majority person knows better than the minority people, including themselves. Some of you have already faced this. I remember one time, I'll never forget it. An African-American lady asked me for directions one time. And I gave her directions. And there was a white guy that was pulling up at the gas pump. And she told me, oh, never mind." And she went over to him and asked him the same question she asked me. Active listening, bouncing her head, interacting with him. When she was speaking to me, She was in the front seat of her car. With him, she got out and was standing there with him and pointing as he pointed and smiling and everything. Looked at me, rolled her eyes, got in the car and drove off. Sometimes that comes to pass. Here in Vegas, the time I told you about it, the Bellagio. After we had our brunch, we were picking up the cars the valet African American woman going off on the valet about the car being dinged up it was one of those uh, Lexus 400 SC's it was a 94 or so the car needed a paint job interior was horrible she's claiming that the guy had nicked the car and all that and so there's this elderly black couple out there in the front and the man said, ma'am, 
why are you cussing the man out? Why are you being so disrespectful? Well, she cussed him out and called him an old bastard. And then his wife came in and tried to, of course, back him up. She cussed her out. I was at the front with my friend Chalier and his wife. And he told her, why don't you get in your car and go home? She looked at him, caught herself like a child. Sat in her car and took off without saying a word to him. But yet, totally discounted anything we had tried to say in order to get her to not embarrass herself. And you have some people that are like that. Because after people become routine and I know the excuses are going to come. Well, you know, she's probably tired of black people, tired of doing this, tired of black men. Don't give me that bullshit. Respect is something that's individualized. If you start disrespecting people en masse, you're going to get treated the way you get treated. The next thing, disenfranchisement. Now, this is a nexus for some people of different races to actually get together. Now, what does this mean? Maybe the person that was in the majority group meets someone in the minority group and they may have the nexus of being disenfranchised. The person in the majority group may not be the hottest person in that group. They may be overweight. They may not be like, they may be an introvert. The person in the minority group may have been rejected and feel as though nobody wants them. Codependency sinks in and before you know it, they're actually building a relationship. Now, you know when sometimes people have talked about this, when you see the skinny black guy with the fat white girl and you're saying, oh, they're only together because of sex. More than likely not. Usually they're together because they both have been marginalized in some kind of way. She for her weight, him probably because he's not making a lot of money. It varies. But the thing is, if they can get along with each other and the relationship works, so be it. It's just like some black men get jealous when they see an average looking white man with a very hot black woman. She probably had gone through and tried to get with decent black men at some point in her life and it didn't work. And she's saying, screw this. And he's probably thinking to himself, well, you know, uh, I'm not getting the fair faucets of the world, so boom. And they may look up. Now, one thing that I will tell you about this, though, and that is a lot of times, unfortunately, some people that are disenfranchised will deliberately go into an environment where they're going to be praised. And many times, that's false praise. And they may do it to make themselves feel better. We used to see this a lot, and some of the black women would get upset. White or Latin women would come into the club, and all the guys would focus on them. But then you gotta ask yourselves, why is that happening? Because the way they look at it, and unfortunately for some black men, because I ran into this with Monica, they think that because a person, let me back up a minute. In a situation like the clubs, white woman, Latin woman, Asian woman comes into a black club. These guys go to her because they're saying, okay, she says it's okay to be with black guys. And these guys are on it because a lot of those guys had that pin up demand to be with a white woman, Latin woman, Asian woman or whatever, and they're just going for it. Now, here's the other side of that coin. 
many of them that do this need to have their self-esteem stroke. They need to feel superior in some kind of way. Now, not all of them. Some of them just want to go out and have a good time, and that's it. They don't care. They like the music. They like the ambiance. They like the people. Nothing's wrong with that. But see, the perceptions of others may be, oh, they're just here in order to be elevated and lowered over everybody else. Now, the point I was getting at before I reversed myself was this. When I was with Monica, and we would go out, and when we went out to a black club one time, well, several times, but this one time in particular, and she was afraid because there was a table full of black women there beside us. And she was afraid that these women were going to start talking down to her, talking about her, whatever. They were the friendliest people ever. Fun. They weren't threatened. Now, the funny thing was, the brothers were looking at me because they said, oh, well, you know, hell, you know, she with him, I'm better than he is. Let me go over here and try to holler at him. Fellas, don't do that. One guy walked up to her and told her, oh, I guess you're into black men. She said, no, I'm into him. He happens to be black, but I love him, not his skin color. Him, the man. When he set his ass down. You got to be careful with that, because you could blow it. Backbiting don't always work. Now, these women were so nice. Monica went to the ladies' room. A couple of ladies offered to go with her, make sure that no other women were going to mess with her. But she wanted to come to this club. It's one of those clubs where you go, if you're a black male, you go single. You don't bring a woman in there. Nope. But she insisted on that particular spot. And she had a wonderful time. Teaching her how to cha-cha for the first time. It was cool. And then she wore my ass out with her. She was doing all kind of shit I never even thought of. Spinning and shit. But that's the cool thing about it. You know, I mean... The agenda that you set in the relationship is going to dictate the outcome. So those of you who are frustrated and mad, you got to see if your agenda was right going in. It should be to be with someone that you could be happy with. When I met Monica, I had no intentions of being with a woman that was part Italian, part Sicilian. I mean, not Sicilian, but Armenian. I had no intentions of that. I wasn't looking for that specific type of woman. But we clicked. The chemistry was there. Even though she scared the hell out of me talking about, oh, you're going to meet my dad. How the fuck am I going to meet your dad on the first? We just met. Took me home to meet her father. Met her mom and family. Scared the shit out of me. That was gonna get my ass whooped. What you doing with my daughter? <laughs> Patronization. This right here is one of the worst things you could ever experience in an interracial relationship. This person is with you, but they're only with you to patronize you. Now, here's what I'm getting at. These individuals go through the motion of a relationship. Remember I talked about surface dating a while back? This is the equivalent of it on an interracial level. Now, with this surface dating, what that means primarily is that these individuals that are patronizing, they may go through all the steps with you, go on dates with you and all this stuff, but they don't want to get intimate with you. They feel as though they're special because, after all, you're spending the time and money on them and with them. But, as they see it, you still aren't that type of person that they want. You see a lot of majorities do this, and you see some minorities do this as well. They want to play 
the game. They like the attention. That's what they're milking you for. Nothing more than that. You could be a damn fool if you want to and buy them all this shit and take them all these places because of their race or ethnicity if you want to. You're going to tell yourself after that date you've been bullshitting again. I want you to do one thing, fellas, before you go on a date. Most of you got debit and credit cards and stuff like that. Look at your balance. After that date, look at your balance again and ask yourself, was it worth it? Another thing, preferential bias. This is one of the most common things you'll run across when it comes down to interracial dating agendas. Preferential bias is when a person only wants a person of a certain race. No matter how good you are, how handsome you are, they're not interested. Now, there are some people that are genuinely not attracted to people of other races and ethnicities. I had a friend of mine, he wouldn't date Asian women because he didn't like the way they look. He was Caucasian. And I'm like, well, you know, Asian women are different. You know, like, there's not just one Asian woman and everybody's a template of her. Yeah, but, you know, I don't like the small size. I don't like this. Okay, all right. It depends. It depends. Now, here's the thing. He was fixated on women that were taller and larger. He would always go to Portland or Seattle to find his girlfriend because he loved a big BBW. And that's all he focused on. That was his thing. And she had to be white. People have those preferences. I never wanted to limit myself to that level. Now, physically, physical characteristics as far as certain things that I like in a woman. I love birthing hips. I love large breasts. If she's taller, that's fine. But when it comes to race, it's about the person. I'm concerned more about the person than the race. So I'm a little bit more liberal when it comes down to that compared to other people that say, oh no, they gotta be a specific race. They gotta be a specific this, specific that. And you just have some people that do not date and they'll put it in their profiles. Some of you have seen it. I was on Plenty of Fish the other night. Lady had on there, white guys need not apply. Caucasian woman only wanting to deal with black men only. I've seen others, black women have put in there. No brothers, thank you very much. Now, another thing I need to bring up here is that on many of these interracial dating sites, believe it or not, there's a strata on some of those. Some people can be turned down for being too dark and not dark enough by someone of a different race. They want you to be passable. I've seen that before. Not too dark and not too light so that they won't have the social ridicule. This is one of the main reasons why some of these people have dating agendas when it comes to interracial dating, especially when it comes to preferences. They don't want to be able to get called out they want someone that's passable. Like the guy down from Phoenix that wrote the show. He would only date Hispanic women, white women, Asian women. Won't date black women. And the reason why he won't date a black woman is because it would be too difficult for him to explain to his family. But see, another factor that's not brought up is the fact that if the woman wants to get pregnant, they don't want the child to have too many features that would signify that this person is African-American. It's sad. But if you have a real talk in America about race, a lot of it has to do with being associated with another group based on a negative stereotype. 
let's carry on. Some people get in interracial relationships, minorities get with majorities for an economic upgrade, better lifestyle, or at least perceived that way. Some minority people that have made it, they then go look for a trophy as a symbol of their accomplishment. I got this blonde hair, blue eyed Barbie because I've made my first million. Now there's another reason why people may date interracially. Behavioral problems. They may run into it, men and women, and if they happen to go through a series of people like this, they form an opinion and they say, okay, I'm done with people in my group that may be male or female because of this particular form of acting out. Some white women don't want the insecure white male that's going around talking about guns all the time and talking about other minorities in a negative way. Probably get tired of hearing it. Some black women are trying to look to get themselves out of poverty and they want to be with a man that's got a job and got himself going on. And they feel as though, you know what, I'm dealing with all these broke ass dudes, let me get a white man. Sometimes you don't know whether it's threat or promise. By the same token, there's a black man that want that validation sometimes and they want to go out and get the white woman to prove a point. But they also may want to get her because, guess what? She behaves differently. Just like many of these other women of different minority groups. It's all about what you've been exposed to. It's not about your racial group. So if you've been around people that are acting out, being loud, cussing everywhere, just making a damn fool of themselves, you need a break from that shit. You get tired of it. Some people go to people of other races. Other people start hanging around in other circles, hoping not to be around those kind of folks. Not because of their skin color, not because of their hair, not because of their eyes, but because of the way they act. As I've always said, no black man told black women to get hair weaves. No black man told black women to go and get tattoos. All of that was from the beauty industry and their beauticians. Most men, majority of us, accept women as they are. It's just like you coming home and a woman cooks you a meal and say, honey, we're having spaghetti tonight. Well, guess what you're going to do? You're going to eat spaghetti that night because she put forth her effort to cook it. So if a woman comes in and she has cornrows, we're not going to say, oh, you know what? You need to undo your hair and have another hairstyle. We don't say that. As I always tell you, we go back to the 70s. You go back to the 70s. Women were wearing Afro puffs. They were wearing ponytails. Some women were completely bald because it was a style. And each woman had her own individual style. Now, I'll admit, during the 80s, the era of big hair was kind of fucked up. Hairspray was being sold off the racks. But I used to like those booty shorts that women would wear back then. The kind that were half, the half of the ass would be hanging out. Well, you see, that that was... I'm sorry, folks. I know I, I, I um, <laughs> digress. But I will tell you one thing. That was sex as hell to me. To see half the ass hanging out. But I was younger then, of course. Now, the skinny jeans were okay in the early 2000s until some of the ladies in their 40s start getting the trap stamp on the back. And then it's, uh, yeah, 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 that was a bit much. That was a bit much back then. Now, Colorism. 
that is something that most people probably don't understand outside of the minority group. Now, what colorism is, especially in the black community, um, you see this also in other minority communities as well, where there is a cascade of um, preferences for some people based on skin color. I remember in certain parts of Asia, darker skinned people, Asian people, weren't really prized as much as lighter skinned people. Except when you go down to some of the other areas in the Philippines, for instance, where it was the reverse. They had the rebels and so forth. But for the most part, you will see people come up with different configurations of reasons to date people based on skin color. I had a friend of mine years ago that only dated light-skinned black women. Women that could damn near pass for white, if not pass for white. And he said the reason why he did that was because he didn't want the ridicule of being with a white woman from black people. He could always say that she was black. But as he said, it was the optics of her looking like she was white that stimulated him. I've been told I was too dark by black women before, plenty of times. Oh no, uh-uh. I want me a high yellow brother with green eyes. Wow, okay. Even the dogs barked on that one. But, you know what? What more could I say? Yes, people have their preferences and people will get discriminated against. And it's a tough go for some people. So, like I said, when you're dating in general, you don't wear your feelings on your sleeve because those things happen. Now, the next thing. Diffusion. Diffusion has to do with a person being mixed with something. When I say something, I'm talking about another race or another ethnicity or background. And here's the thing. People get it mixed up sometimes. Let's go over what are races. There are only four races, according to Darwin. Negroid, Caucasoid, Mongoloid, and Australoid. Those are the four. The rest are actually nationalities. And you have ethnicities as well. Now, when it comes down to diffusion, and I remember this real big in the 90s, women would come up and ask me, what do you mix with? Before asking me my name. And fellas, let me tell you something. That's offensive to a lot of women when you ask them what do they mix with, as if they're a mixtape or something. Don't do that. If you ever want to turn a woman off, especially a minority woman, don't ask her what her racial background is, because eventually she will tell you eventually because she's been asked that question over and over again and it's boring and as she sees it you're just another stereotype coming in asking her that same old dumbass question so don't do that don't do that let her tell you and she'll eventually tell you if you guys engage because see it makes her feel like a commodity that's the reason why you don't want to do it but it's up to you but if you've been dissed when you ask the woman that question, I'm telling you, or she sighs or rolls her eyes, it's because of that. She's tired of hearing it. All right. Another reason why people will use an agenda to date interracially may have to do with network peers. In other words, they're using that person, either out of the minority group or the majority group, as a conduit to establish a whole plethora of friends that are not within their own group. Constituents. Social climbing is what this is used for mainly. The status seekers. 
Now, there are a couple of problems with this, and I've seen this manifest itself one time when uh, Monica and I went to this country club. And her dad had a membership, and you had to be a member, and you could come in as a guest with the member. Well, this lady was dating this guy that was a member. Black woman, guy was white. But he wasn't with her, but she had an entourage of girlfriends. They wouldn't let her in, because he would have to sign for her. And of course, she, you know, hollered about discrimination. She was cursing and everything. And finally, she had her man to call. He had to come down, I guess, break whatever he was doing to come down. And he had to explain to her that, you know, she had certain privileges, but that wasn't one of them. And she thought that she could daisy chain his clout through her to show off in front of her friends. You got to watch that too. Because that will take place on occasion. Of course, you also have lifestyle changes that people are going for. They want to be with someone because maybe they are of a certain race or ethnicity and have a prestigious address. And that could be the sole purpose of their relationship based on that. Now, this can happen with people within their own race, and this can happen with people that are not. Now, in closing, finally, you will also have people that have a preference for certain cultures, language, that kind of thing. And so keep in mind, they may be so into a certain culture, language, therefore they want representation of that manifested through the person that they're with as a partner. And it could very well be that that culture and that language and all the rest of the stuff that they like associated with that particular group eclipses the foundation of the relationship itself. In other words, they like all of the things associated with this person, but their relationship may not be the most solid. This is where you have to work on that foundation first and enjoy all the benefits of their culture and everything that you like. So what it comes down to, folks, it comes down to before you get into an interracial relationship, Look at your own agenda and look at the agenda of the party that you're going to be with. If you guys have the chemistry and you guys have the willpower to make it work, it will work. What you will find is that most relationships that may be what are called exotic relationships of sorts, meaning that a person may be with a BBW or maybe with a tall person or maybe with someone that is different. Same sex, it could be anything, transgender, doesn't matter. You're going to have to have a stronger bond than a traditional relationship. You're going to have to have better communications than those others. You're going to have to have more consideration of each other. That means you guys are going to have to watch the places you go the people that you associate in your circle. So you're a little bit more guarded than most traditional relationships. Especially if you're younger, dating someone older or vice versa. We'll talk more on tomorrow about this subject going forward. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer.
Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artist to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Got a good show for you today because we're keeping it real, baby, yeah. Well, what are we going to talk about today? We're concerned specifically Gen X women that are divorced. You can listen on, no matter what gender, race, ethnicity, background, sexual persuasion. Like I said, this show is designed for everyone, globally, as well as domestically. I talk about issues in Thailand, Russia, different places when it comes to dating, doesn't matter. Because we're all human. We live on this small planet and no matter how different we say we are, we're all the same. We just don't want to admit it because of pride. All right, let's carry on here. What we're going to talk specifically about today are some of the problems that women in their 50s are dealing with and some that are older after divorce. I'll leave my comments after you hear some of the excerpts.